Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 13 of Syncing with ServiceNow. I'm your host, Andy White. So I've got uh, Kristen McDonald with me today. Well, first of all, let me say this. It's uh, February 27th, 2023. I have to remember to say the date because these things get all out of whack, and then I have to go back and find, figure out the dates sometime. Kristen, how's it going? Doing well. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Kristen is a uh, solutions architect with Zintegra, and Kristen, I hear you guys are busy. We are. Yes, we've been keeping very busy. We've got our internal go live. We've been uh, building some new products for our customers and uh, lots of lots of calls with our existing customers. Wow. Yeah. What's, what are you most excited about that you're working on? We are working on our ServiceNow as a service product, and I am super excited about that because ServiceNow does have a minimum buy-in for your own instance, but this yeah. will allow small companies who can't afford that buy-in to actually come on our instance and utilize our ServiceNow so we can support them um, even if they couldn't afford it normally. Yep. Yeah. How, how small is small? <laughs> small could be one person, could be 10 people, could be um, it's really usually up to about 30 or 40 users is where we see that break point. Um, but it really depends on the products they're looking at. Mm -hmm. so, so let me try to explain what I know about our managed service instance. And that's where we have an instant we use for our own business needs. Yes. We're able to leverage the work that's gone into building that instance and clone it off so that a, a company could come in and use our license pool and the work we've already put into it so that the upfront heavy lifting of going in, getting into a ServiceNow environment, whether you're a small customer, medium customer, even a large customer kind of gets obfuscated. And now all of a sudden customers who couldn't adopt ServiceNow can. Exactly. Yeah. And because we're implementing best practices uh, based on our years of experience working with ServiceNow, the upfront implementation is also less than it would be if you were going with your own instance. So yeah. it is a multi-tenant model. Um, so that's something a little bit different about the as a service option. But uh, yeah, it's great for small to mid-sized businesses. Yeah. Even for someone larger, I'm understanding, I could be wrong, that you could eventually take our multi-tenant instance and yes. spin off your own instance. Mm -hmm. And that's not uh, not that's that's conceivable that that's doable. Oh, absolutely. In fact, ServiceNow has a tool set that you can use to do just that, to spin off a domain into its own instance. So it's become pretty common, actually. Yep. yep. Well, that's something to be excited about. And I, I can tell by the way you're saying it, that that's something you thought uh, you've thought for a while is mm -hmm. is necessary and is going to make ServiceNow in, within reach of customers who always thought they couldn't afford it. Exactly. It brings a lot of power and functionality to them. Yeah. What would you say if, okay, so let's say for most customers, they adopt our <laughs> multi-tenant instance. What percentage of the upfront setup is done and ready to go? Hmm. It really depends on the customer's requirements for really small organizations. Usually they go pretty close to out of box. So I would say the vast majority of the implementation is already done up front. There's always going to be a few tweaks here and there, you know, some customizations on a drop down, a need an extra field here or an extra report or notification there. But um, really, truly out of box is sufficient for many small businesses. Yep. So Fred, Freddie, I call him Freddie. Fred said uh, <laughs> 80%. Is that, you think that's an accurate number? That sounds about right. Yep. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, uh, let me share my screen with you. So you know what we're talking about today. You brought with you today a blog from uh, Channing Bowie from February 17th of 2023. And the title is why a knowledge, why a knowledge hyphen 
sharing culture can be a competitive differentiator. Let's let's jump down into the intro section here. What's this um, What's this blog about and why did you think it would be a good one to talk about today? So this blog is about the knowledge management product from ServiceNow. And it, it's a product that a lot of times gets just kind of shuffled to the side, mm-hmm. uh, but it's, it's so important. It's a part of any IT organization, but it's also for, for customer facing implementations. Um, you can share these knowledge bases with any user, whether it's public or internal. Um, so there's just so much value here, so much value in the knowledge management product. And it really doesn't get talked about a lot. Yeah. I did not even know they had this. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and I, as a small business owner, need this. Mm-hmm. There so you go. this is this is another workflow within IT and outside of IT, including customers that a mm-hmm. company that's uh, using ServiceNow for that platform can bring into the mix of offerings, both internally and externally. Exactly. And it's considered base platform. So it comes with any product that you choose to implement on ServiceNow. Yep. So so anybody has ServiceNow owns this. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, guess what we've got? I just think we've got another internal project. <laughs> uh, never ends. All right. Um, first, mm-hmm. after the intro, the next section talks about creating a knowledge sharing program. What does that involve? Yep. So in order to implement knowledge management, um, you really have to take a, a prescriptive approach to it. Um, so it's not just let's throw all of our articles into the knowledge base and hope it gets used. You really want to create a governance structure around your knowledge base. And that's what the program is all about, really taking some time to work through what that approach should look like and tailoring it to the customer. Again, we, we get back to that tailoring option. Um, it's not a one size fits all. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I hope this is going to make more sense. Well, of course, me as a you know typical dude, right? I thought I just throw it all in there and it would magically configure and get it all available. Um, I think that's what uh, OneDrive is for. Absolutely. Yes. And, and you can certainly do that. It's one way to begin, but uh, you'll get a lot more value out of it if you really take the time to work through a few of the different options that are available with ServiceNow's knowledge management. Yeah. So it sounds like in this article, they're laying out three steps to knowledge management success. The first one is governance. What do they mean? Yes. So first off, you you want leadership support on any technical initiative that's really going to drive adoption and um, help identify the goals uh, that you're trying to achieve with that particular project. Um, With knowledge management, you can have a few different goals. You know, it, it could be cost savings. It could be um, time to resolve tickets. It, it could be employee satisfaction or customer satisfaction. So if you understand the goals that you're going after, you can really tailor the approach to meet those goals. Um, in addition, you don't just want to implement a knowledge base without having ownership of that knowledge base because articles can get stale over time. Mm-hmm. Um, so you really want a governance structure in place to um, identify who should be creating these articles, how are we going to approve them, Um, who says yes to publishing, how do we retire them or uh, reinvigorate them after some time. So you want a governance structure there to manage it and maintain it over time. Well, I I like where you started when you said executive sponsorship. And, you know, this is something that feels good to set up in the beginning, but it's useless six months later if nobody's keeping an eye on it. Exactly. And uh, by default, that probably looks like a cost center to most organizations when really it should be viewed the opposite. But having that executive sponsor, that executive sponsor that sees the value in it for the rest of the organization is probably pretty key. Absolutely. Yep. 
Okay. Uh, next section they have here is implementation. Yeah, I think that's probably important. <laughs> Absolutely. So again, once we identify the goals we're going after, then we can really tailor the implementation to those goals. You know, for some smaller companies, maybe they want all of their engineers to be able to publish articles. You don't have to go through approvals, just automatically push it out. We trust you guys. Um, and for other organizations, that's just not going to work. You may have quite a few different teams trying to create these knowledge-based articles. You really want your subject matter experts to review them for accuracy before you actually accept that. So identifying the correct workflows there. Um, going back to the uh, possibility for staleness of these articles, you also want to have a, a workflow around retirement of the articles and refreshing. And um, also just making sure all of your knowledge is incorporated. So we can sync to external um, sources of data as well as internal sources. We can import Word articles. If you've got things out on SharePoint um, in Word docs, those can be easily imported into ServiceNow. So uh, there's quite a few aspects to the implementation piece. Yep. Well, I love how this is talking about how you can't just let the technology guys go wild with this. You gotta have the yes. business the technology is just an enabler of what the goal of the tool is, not the technology guys you know, just laying it out there and everybody's expected to follow because that typically fails. B business doesn't want to be told. They want, they want to have influence on what gets set up. Oh, absolutely. Especially because these teams are the ones that are going to be maintaining the knowledge base. So you have to make sure you're tailoring the, the implementation to their specific needs for sure. Yeah. All right. The, the uh, third section says operationalize. What's that mean? Yes. So um, it, it talks here about uh, jumping into AI and machine learning. Those are buzzwords in the industry. I, I think everybody really wants to jump into uh, that right off the bat. But if you don't have your base really well um, structured, it, it's not going to do you any good to have that AI and machine learning in place. So you really want to get those fundamentals in place. You want to make sure that you're um, pulling feedback from your users that you're capturing the correct metrics on these knowledge-based articles. You've got your processes and your workflows clearly defined and that you're monitoring it over time. You, you want to make sure that you're getting the value out of your knowledge base that you're actually expecting and, and looking to obtain. So until you've got those fundamentals in place, going after some of these kind of cool sounding things like AI and machine learning, it's just not going to do much good. However, once you actually get to that point, ServiceNow does have those AI machine learning capabilities av available for use. So, yeah. So it's not like uh, chat GPT where I just tell it I want <laughs> it builds it and maintains it for me. We're not quite there just yet, but uh, it seemed to be getting there. So chat GPT is definitely a forerunner. Yep. So I don't know. Can, can you hear that background noise? I'm, I'm in my office. I have my demo lab server sitting over here and apparently they're construction on the building and they must have turned the power on and off. And so everything just started rebooting over. Nope, I sure don't hear it. So I think you're good. It's <laughs> good. This microphone's working. Yep. Okay. Well, um, so help, help bring this home. What, what is it that's so powerful about these knowledge sharing? I'll use the word tools, but solutions mm -hmm. that helps. Uh, what, do you, what do you think the business value is? So I, I think it's really particularly important for growing companies. Um, for a few different reasons. 
first off, you've got these engineers who have been working on these platforms and these products, you know, forever and a day. They've got all of this tribal knowledge in their head, and you can't grow with tribal knowledge in people's heads, right? So getting a good knowledge base, a solid knowledge base in place is going to really help get some of that out of your subject matter experts' heads and onto paper so that you can grow your organization, you can really grow your teams and um, expand uh, as your business grows. So that's one major driver here. Another driver has to do with uh, just cost, uh, cost savings and efficiency, because when you're sharing information between team members, not only can they help each other get better and improve the service that they're providing over time, but also you've got these predefined solutions sitting out there that they can click on and search just with a click of the mouse button, right? So as they're going through and working these tickets, they have access to the information right there at their fingertips. They don't have to guess about it. Um, and it follows, you know, the best practices that have been defined by your subject matter experts. So it, it really can bring a lot to an organization. Yeah. I have to assume, and I've experienced them, right? There's tools out there that do this and have been for a long time. What we're doing here is bringing that that platform of service now and solving yet another use case, which allows me to retire maybe legacy tools? Absolutely. You can retire legacy tools. And also just going back to the strength of the ServiceNow platform, because you've got ticketing in the same system as knowledge management, the two can really play off of each other. So you can actually identify, okay, which tickets have been resolved by this knowledge article? You know, how many tickets have been resolved? You can get their feedback right in the tool as engineers are working the tickets. Is this helpful? Is it out of date? Does it need updating? You know, you can capture that with a button click as they're going through and working that. Also, in terms of customer-facing knowledge bases, you can actually create communities for your customers where they're sharing information um, on your website. They're, uh, you end up with uh, these subject matter experts within your customer base, actually, who can help other customers as well. Um, it's, it's really an intriguing option there. Yeah. I mean, the more you talk about it, the more I realize this is something that we need to implement internally and maybe as a managed service that we can then turn around and provide to our clients. Uh, I think we just added another project to the list. <laughs> Actually, um, I think we do have a few articles going out with this initial release uh, that's slated to go live tomorrow. So that's an exciting, exciting new feature. Yeah. <laughs> well, Kristen, I think we've covered this. I guess I'll ask you, um, do you have a, and without sharing the customer name, have you had the chance to implement this um, platform or this workflow before? Oh, yes, absolutely. Most customers who go on ITSM do have at least some basic knowledge management implementation. Um, same goes actually for uh, customer service management customers. So it's a fairly common implementation. It just doesn't uh, really get the spotlight that it really deserves, I think. Yep. No, I, I, I bet it doesn't, but it should. Every organization, I can't think of an organization off the top of my head that doesn't need some type of internal and maybe even external knowledge sharing um, I don't know. I guess you're probably old enough to remember the knowledge is power or whatever tagline in the cartoons we used to watch as kids. <laughs> Absolutely. Yep. Okay. Well, Chris, and I appreciate you jumping on and covering this topic. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Happy to be here. And we will do it again next week. Thank you. All right. Thank you.